just happy that one of four recordings was <laughs> not him for this recording session <laughs> and it happens to be the first one of the month how lucky is that right oh <laughs> uh, welcome back to another uh, episode of user words podcast so just for anyone who doesn't know we record a bunch of episodes on a saturday release them all out over time blah 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 this happens to be the first one to be released, but the last one to be recorded. So this will be moving <laughs> to be interesting. <laughs> oh. And we have, you know, the wonderfulness of Lent that we are talking about since we are in the middle of the Lenten season. The Lenten season. The Lenten season. You know, between the time yeah. of Lent, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, and all that, and Easter. Easter. But <clears throat> before we get there. Uh-huh. You know what's dun, dun, coming dun, up, dun. don't you, Aaron? Mm-hmm. What's oh, coming up? My favorite time. Here's Aaron's word of the week. Aaron, uh-huh. it very much is your favorite time of the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> this word, well, I have no idea how to pronounce Quiddity. it. That's how you say it. Quiddity. 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 That is the word that Brewer has to get you to define. Okay. Are olives or grapes (laughs) (laughs) in this one? (laughs) Uh, Remember, this is the first episode of the month, so people have no idea why you're talking about olives or grapes. So you'll find out later on. You'll have to listen to later on to figure out why Johnson is now confused about what the difference between (laughs) olives and grapes are. That being said, Brewer, do you have the word up? Okay. I need a verbal confirmation, please. Negative. Ugh. So please pull up the word. Get with it. Positive. All right. All right. So your minute starts in three, two. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I got to do this to me. No, this was actually a difficult one for me. Oh. You should have said wait until you were ready. What can I spell? Help! <laughs> Quiddity. Okay. You like things that have this trait to them. They're made well. They have quality. And okay. certain brands are known to be reliable? I don't know. You just said the darn word. Quality. Okay. Put it, put it together. Reliable and quality? Yeah. <laughs> company, company quality, company quality control? Um, what? I, uh, <laughs> you buy it because why? Because I think it's a good product. And there's your time. What the frick? (laughs) (laughs) Where were you going with this definition? (laughs) He completely took it off the rails. Oh my goodness. The quality that makes a thing what it is. The essential nature of a thing. (laughs) 
I probably never would have gotten that. <laughs> I figured pick at least one wonderfully difficult one for the month. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> the other three can be of varying quality, but one that needs to be at least very difficult. It could also mean a trifling nicety of subtle distinction. I don't as like that. As an argument. I don't like that. Why? A trifling what? Nicety. Of nicety. Subtle, of subtle distinction. Of s- nicety of subtle distinction. Yeah. And in our, of, of an argument. Of an argument or in an argument, whatever. As an argument. As yeah. an argument. Nice. It, n- n- <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't like that word either. Nicety? Nicety? You don't like nicety? No. It's a weird word. <laughs> uh, whatness and affections of being distinguished between uh, quiddity. I, I don't like quiddity. <laughs> Uh, I don't like quiddity. It makes me think of squid. The suchness, the suchness of being implies a previously existing being and quiddity. Uh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm glad we got that over with. You know what I'm giving up for Lent? <laughs> Words? Yes. <laughs> well, guess what? I, I can see the future and I know you're unsuccessful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're between the time of Lent and that and... Easter. It's like, "Eh, let's have a conversation about the Lenten season because Lent is one of those things in the Christian calendar that either is ultra uber important or just glossed over and forgotten, it seems. And you look in Milwaukee, for example, right? Right now, we are in the fish fry season. Now, I know, Mr. Johnson, you cannot have fish. Nope. Understood. But it's like this big cultural thing. You know, we have to have fish fry because it's Lenten season. Right. Because apparently we're all giving up something. And if you're Catholic, you're giving up all meat. Even though fish meat. You're allowed to have fish on Fridays. Yep. Even though fish is meat. Well, yes. So, <laughs> why, why, why do we do Lent? Let me ask that question. Well, I would say it's to better yourself. And... Because how long how long does it last? It's roughly between. It's about a month span. Yeah, which to start a good habit takes about a month of actually working at it to have it actually set in. So that makes sense. So if you can actually do it for the month, that will help. Hopefully, you continue on with it if it's really that big of a thing. Uh, so I'd imagine. I mean, it's just to help better yourself as a human being to a point and i to honor uh god and i don't know, yeah so what is what it is what did lent start out as let me ask that because that's kind of where it's kind of moved into in the current cultural realms but how did this it really like, start like a, like a, like a, like a, say a cleansing thing but well not necessarily so little, the purpose of Lent as it started. So Lent lasts about six weeks, FYI. So a little more than a month. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's to prepare the believer for Easter through prayer, mm-hmm. penance, mortifying the flesh. Mortifying the flesh. What does mortifying the flesh mean? Mortifying the flesh. Why do you mortify? It's what? Uh, trying to think. 
Why okay, what, what, what? I'm trying to think because like think the first word. What what mortify. what would you say mortify? Man, something like scary. What what does it mean to mortify something? To be afraid of something. Well, um, no, mortify. Eh. What the de- the definition of mortify, mortify is to put to death. Yeah. So what does it mean by mortifying the flesh? To put your flesh to death. Okay, but t- think about that in Christian, in Christianese almost. Christian, Christianese. Yeah. What would that? What would that be? If you're going to mortify the flesh, to put to death the things of like this world or flesh, or, 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 I guess earthly desires, kind of thing. You're going to put to death the sinful nature of your yeah. body. Die to oneself. Yeah. And our nature is sinful. So common forms of mortification include fasting, Lent, yeah. fasting, abstinence, and pious kneeling. You know, like you do in the Catholic Church, how you kneel on the, on the whatchamacallit, the, the pew things. Um, repent. So other things that happen during Lent, repentance of sins, almsgiving, and self-denial. Self-denial would be like giving up something for Lent. You know, when I was younger, I might have done caffeine because I loved caffeine. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm, I have a headache. <laughs> that ain't happening. So that's kind of where that kind of started happening there. That That's where it really started. Now, obviously, we don't really do almsgiving anymore. Do either of you know what means to give alms? That's been told me before, but I don't remember what that means. Did you want to take a guess? No. <laughs> Brewer, you, are, do you know what to give, give, to give, to give alms is? Don't look it up. <laughs> you looked it up. It means and to it? give up to others as an act of virtue, either yeah. materially or in the sense of capabilities, like a service. You didn't know that, Aaron? Shut up, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh didn't know it. He had to look it up. Did I, or did I have to remind myself? So you did not have to remind yourself. What? So how? Okay. I don't know. The reason I don't know. I was listening to a song in the song. It says, why do you all look mortified? So that gives me the thought of you should be like, you're like, why do you all look like you're Why Or why do you all? This is saying to feel embarrassed and ashamed or humiliated. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a difference between feeling mortified and mortifying the flesh. There's a difference yeah. in there. But so that's why historically Lent has been done. Why is it, and Aaron, you kind of touched upon this earlier. Why is Lent done now culturally in that? Probably just make yourself better. Is it to make yourself better? Hmm. That's how I've heard it described to me by others that have like participated, participated in Lent. How, how does it make you better? Well, like one friend, he's given up alcohols. So I guess to him, or I guess it wants well, to sober up, I suppose, more so. so okay, to, generally, so, to sober up would be a very good thing. I, I'm not going to argue with that. That would yeah. make you better. But, yeah. Okay, let me ask this. Let's so. say, again, I know my my family, mostly Catholic. They're giving up steak for lunch. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make you better. Why? Why would means. you do that? How would that make you better? That doesn't. Brewer? Unless it makes you healthier somehow, but uh, I'm eh. maybe you eat disgustingly large amounts of steak and it's bad for you. I don't know. 
Take it away. Is is steak that big of a thing in the Mexican culture? No, it's more along the line of the for giving it up type of thing. It's more along the line of that's what you do in the Catholic Church. You give up meat. So that's what I'm asking is if in the Mexican culture is steak a very big piece of the meal? Eh, yeah, it can be. Depends. So, but, but I mean, it's 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 not. You give up any type of meat, chicken as well, steak, because in the Catholic culture, yeah. Okay. But yep. your family just does steak. Some do, or again, like going back to when I was in college, people in college would give up caffeine, or they'd give up video games or music. See, or, oh, wow, that's dangerous. You know, or they'd give up. I, I knew some people in college who would give up shaving for Lent. I was <laughs> like, so we're back in no shave November. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, so Rough. you're giving up, you're giving up things you enjoy yeah. to prepare for Easter. Now, here's the thing that I really think is the core crux of the issue. You give up those things. Okay. I'm going to say music. So mm. you give up that time of music, but instead of doing music, what are you doing? It's, yeah. It's what are you using outside of that time now? Yeah, if you're now using that time to, you know, go work on a car or do something else, you're replacing one activity with another. What are you really giving up? You're not. Instead, what you should be spending that time is using that time to do self-disciplines, which gets you closer to God. That That's really the purpose of Lent. Yeah. The Lent is to get you to a state to prepare for Easter, not I'm doing this because I'm told I must give up something. Right. Which now again it, to yeah. your friend if you know if they're giving it up to sober up and maybe get healthier because of the alcohol thing and they're using this as kind of something to jumpstart that beautiful. It's not bad. Right. But if you're using that as the only excuse and you're not replacing it with something to help you better connect with God then that's an issue. Right. Yeah. Which then leads me to my next question. Mm -hmm. I want to hear Brewer's answer on this first. Okay, get ready. Brewer, can you give up God for Lent and in turn get closer to God? Absolutely. Okay, I want to hear his reasoning. I was kidding. You can't, because that defeats the purpose of Lent. Does it? Yeah. Why? I'm going to be like, look kid. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? Because Lent is a time in which you give up something that you, you... um, enjoy or or do often, excluding work, obviously. Um, and you replace that time with trying to get closer and, uh, like you were saying, prepare yourself for Easter. So it's really not a, a thing of um, just giving up something in your life. It's putting time, more time than normal, that's how it should be, aside for focusing on God. Realistically, if you if you lent God, you are pretty much saying, you know, I don't want to talk to you, don't want to have any connection with you, don't want to do anything that glorifies you for a whole month, and that's the complete opposite of it, and that's completely pointless if you do that. I can see. I think I know where you're going with this. I can see somebody going, uh, well, what is it called? Separation. Uh, a uh, like a, a thing of withdrawals. Uh, creating distance, like I know some people will will say that uh, their relationship improves because they have been without someone for a while. Um, uh, That's not where I was going. No? Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, where are you going? Okay, so my, here's my question then. Ten-year-old Jimmy? Nope. Nope. No Jimmy. Just Brewer and Aaron and Paul. That's all it is. No, no imaginary people in this one. So, and it, it kind of touches on some of the stuff you talk, you touched on, but not 100%. So, what if you took that six weeks on lunch, right? And you, and you say, and again, I'm doing all hypotheticals here. For, for Lent, you gave up God. But as that replacement, what you then did was you basically took what you believe, why you believe it, and essentially deconstructed down to the basics where you then reconstructed to, un- to make sure you fully understand why you believe in what you believe. Essentially, you take what you think you know is true, assume it's false, break it down to its basics, and then rebuild it back up. I'll be 100% honest with you. It makes no sense. I'm glad you're being <laughs> honest. When, uh, why aren't you normally not honest? Because you're here. <laughs> so uh, yeah that makes no sense because in in essence you're still focused on god in that time frame even though you've given him up not necessarily so how do you believe in christianity if uh, <laughs> i see where you're going with that one i don't know if um, you do because i don't even know where i'm going with it <laughs> <laughs> nice you, you could say almost well you pray to mary or you pray to the the prophet Nope, wasn't going there. Um, but anyway, Saint Peter. Yeah, yeah. So you have all these different things that you could allegedly say, but I mean, in, in essence, you would still be focusing on God because that's Christianity. It revolves around Christ, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. I mean, it's to you would temporarily doubt Christ, turn around, and you're almost like asking christ to show you he is real again you're in a sense still completely focusing on him it's not in a sense you are completely focusing on him but unless you go my religion is to pray to no one and to go nowhere to speak with no one god is involved in that 24 7 so what I'm saying is you assume, you make, you, you take what you know as true. You make your assumptions and you say, you know what, let, let, let's, let's take one component of it, for example. Okay. You take component one. Component one being, let's choose something, virgin birth. I'm just taking one small component of this because there's, there's a lot of components here. And instead of saying and going, okay, I know this is true, blah, blah, you, you, Go to the assumption, this is false. Now let me find the data or find the reasons to believe that this is true. I'm not looking and believing still in God. Well, let me phrase that. That's so hard. <laughs> it's hard to, to phrase this correctly. It's where you're questioning every little component of your faith. Because I think at times what we do, especially in America, we're a little too, we don't like asking questions we like the soft easy answers we like the answers where we go okay well um so what about jesus's virgin birth and we go oh it says here da, da. but in, we and we go just take it on faith instead of having those conversations with people because 
guess what? A lot of people are going to read that and go, what? That's a little crazy. You know, why do you believe that to be true? What do you find historical, cultural at the time? You know, what supporting evidence outside of just, I have the ESV that says this, you know? That's when I say, give up God for Lent. Uh, Could that be useful in that regard? Now, I'm not saying 100% agree with it. I'm just trying to... A little bit of devil's advocate. Yeah. So, in essence, what you're saying is not what you're saying, but it's what you're saying. You're not giving up God. You're... That's just weird to phrase it that way, in my opinion. I think it's a little twisty-turny. It's not meant to be straightforward or easy either. Aaron? Johnson, what are your thoughts? He's waking up. Give him a second. I'm waking up. (laughs) Um, I don't think... uh, (laughs) We don't have to give up God just for Lent. Oh, I feel like okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that is, I'm, I don't, that's not the only time we we do, because I mean, there's definitely times where a lot of people will have those phases, where like you know, I'm done, or they'll go and rebel and be like, "What?" I get frustrated and then come to the realization of, "Oh wait, that was dumb." Right. Uh, not. It's not good to intentionally. I guess. Well. Mm, I guess that's also something I should actually th- think more about before and now I say it. Because, I mean, the turn, well, is giving up on God is basically would be turning your back on him, I'd imagine. I don't know if it's necessarily turning your back on him. It, it's maybe that I need to challenge my assumptions. Yeah, maybe. Because I say, yeah, because once, I mean, turning your back on him and just rejecting him, huh, mm. That's you know it, it, it's like that's th- this isn't a very solid analogy I I understand this but it's like Josh when he gets in trouble in the future and he's told to go sleep on the couch Amy's giving him up for the night true <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't turned she hasn't turned her back on him no and he that's, hasn't turned her I back yeah okay she might in that moment of anger question some yeah. of the things and then. After people have had a time to cool down, <laughs> to come right. back and they realize, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. we blew up over something. But right. you can either use that opportunity as uh, a learning opportunity to be like, okay, you know what? When we fight, we shouldn't throw balls at each other. Or, yeah. right. or they can ignore that stuff and eventually it's going to cause issues. What happens in uh, any uh, relationship, a friendship, a yeah. marriage, a dating, whatever? And both of you could talk about this because guess what? One of you is about to get married. One of you has friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Friends. <gasps> we know what Brewer is to you. I'm a real friend. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Anywho, um, what do you do when conflict comes up, though, in a relationship? That's, well, hmm. you address it. You don't let it sit there and fester. Yes? No? Maybe so? Maybe not every time. Not perfectly every time. Well, no, we don't time. do every, it perfectly every time. Because um, if you were perfect, you wouldn't have the issue in the first place. Right. But, <laughs> Regardless of but what I'm um, getting at, let me, yeah. and then you can continue. Mm-hmm. So keep the thought in your brain. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Keep yeah, it cycling. Good. What I'm getting at is that we're not going to approach everything perfectly, and we need to 
reassess how we interact with various things with people. If I do something that causes conflict with you and you let me know about that and we resolve it, I now need to know a, now that I know about it, I can avoid it. Yeah. But B that then shows me a new side of things that maybe I never considered before. Mm -hmm. I'm taking my assumptions that I knew about you with this new data, this new way of looking at it, changing it and making it more personal, more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I guess now I have maybe a question. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I don't think. Yeah, you so don't let's think. say you're, you have a choice to one, I guess, well, I guess, gosh, let's give an example. Okay. Uh, single dude desires to, I guess, hopefully, well, desires to get married someday. Okay. Whatever. Um, obviously, trusting God and what he says for being like abstaining and stuff like that. That's not always, that's not easy to do. Right. Um, so let's say you get a lovely situation where you can have a nice little hookup with somebody and that just gets you all excited. But you're like, well, wait, like God would want this. You wouldn't want me to do this. So I know it was, would turning away from what God would want for you and going on the route that just gives you some self-satisfaction in the time being, would that be a, a way of just like giving up on what God would want for you? Or is that too extreme? No, there's nothing too extreme ever. And when I say too extreme, I mean a as a question. Um, or am I just, maybe I'm not thinking no, that correctly. No, I mean, uh, cause I'm, it's a fair question, you know, because what do you do during that time when you, well, cause in I'm, this hypothetical give up God yeah. per Lent thing? And also thinking of, oh, right, David, right? Yeah, um, from the Bible. Yeah. He had that time, you know, he's F Sheba talking about that. Well, there's that. And then, yeah, was, I guess listening to a sermon on it before, it's kind of like he was um, in living in compromise with God where he was doing so well. And then he started getting distracted by the things that he wanted to do and right. was just going on and doing his own thing. Is that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. You know, if once you start going your own way and just starting to do what you want, is that kind of in a sense giving up on God and just like, no, I'm going to chase what I want to do because this is what I think is best. In, in a way, I would say probably, okay. yeah. Okay. Because you're, you kind of, you know, as a Christian, you kind of are aware. Now, I'm, let me rephrase that. As an older Christian, you're usually aware of the basics, at least. You know, right. if you're a younger Christian, you, you know, things are new and, Okay, you know what? You, need, you, need, to, you need to go through you need to go through the milk first before you can get to the meat. As the mm. as the phrases. You know, you need to you know, just like a baby, you know, when Josh's triplets are born, they're gonna have to have the formula and the breast milk and that before they can move on to um peas or as Johnson calls them, olives. What? Uh, <laughs> or grapes or what yeah, what is what or either it's they're he all said the same. peas as well in there, I did so. say peas. Because those are small and green. <laughs> So, you know, you have to, it's that progression, you know, yeah. before you have teeth, you have to just drink your food and then eventually as you get teeth, you can start chewing on it and you can eventually work your way up to meat. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I would, I'd, I wouldn't, 
intentionally give up God for Lent. Like, I wouldn't be like, all right, well, for this Lent, giving you up, because I know when I come back from Lent and I come back to you, it's going to be so much better. Like, I guess I wouldn't think of it as that mindset. Right. Um, this was but, more just a thought okay. exercise. Like, could you? Oh, for sure. I'm not, I'm not going, Johnson, let's give up God for the rest of Lent. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I did not. That means I am going doing whatever the heck I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That'd be dangerous and that'd be deadly. You know, but can, <laughs> can you have that deconstruction? Yeah. And, and, I, and ultimately come to the conclusion of, you know what? I need God in my life. Right. Well, I'd, <laughs> um, I would say I would say no because, I mean, the way you get closer to God is drawing near to him. And the more... You draw near. I feel like it. Well, uh, going. We were going over in James, and I mean, mm-hmm. one of the uh, probably if, probably well-known verse maybe is uh, James four eight. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. <laughs> oh, and this. Well, this is telling you, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Right. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Um, because I feel like the more, whenever, you know, I guess I would if. It, for the thing of the times where I'd probably get then given up on God is when I start going my own way and then things start to get rough. And then some, well, with the cut one time being the motorcycle accident, that being a huge, you know, wake up call. It's like, man, I'm almost, I'm well, not almost, I am glad that happened because that makes me realize where I guess I was going, which wasn't good. And I wasn't focused on God and, could get really bad really quick kind of thing Uh um so because of my accident i think that was a big yeah like i said a wake-up call where it's like aaron you just don't get off track here (laughs) don't try and start going down your own path because i'm just gonna wreck it which clearly i did um ah man so oh yeah go on i like the end of this little I, I like the, in the end of the whole, um, that section or whatever for James and to continue going on, starting from nine, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Oh no, that sounds great. Um, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. I like that verse. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like going, yeah, give Mm, yeah, I wouldn't give up God to try and okay. get closer to him. Because <laughs> once I give up God, I'm just going to want to do my own thing. And then, <laughs> thankfully, he'll be kind enough to me to throw some kind of roadblock in my way or some speed bump and be like, ha, 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 no, no, no. Okay. Come back around, buddy. And then I'm like, why why didn't I see this in the first place? <laughs> so then let me ask this, okay? Slightly in the same realm, but not give up God for mine, okay? Okay. Okay. But slightly in the same realm, because this is kind of a, a conversation that's been going online social media recently uh, hmm. due to some episodes that were dropped on the Ear Biscuits podcast by Wright uh-huh. and Luke. Are yeah. you familiar with their podcast? I'm not familiar with it, but I know you've talked about it. Okay. So they've done recently what they call a series on the lost years. The lost years. Yep. Okay. So that essentially is the years between college and when they started their YouTube channel, essentially is what it is. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are unaware, uh, Rhett and Link used to be missionaries with crew. 
way back in the day, way back when they were Wait, younger. is that like the same crew that's in the college campuses yeah. type thing? Yeah. Oh. They, they used to be missionaries with crew, both of them, and they worked on crew staff. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that was that was the thing that they started out doing, you know. They were, they both grew up in the same church together and everything, actually, over in North Carolina area. Oh. So they've known each other since, like. Youngins. Like, I forget what they said. First, second, something like that. You know, elementary school. They've known each other yeah. for a while. But what the reason that this is kind of a topic on social media right now is there's this whole topic of deconstructionalism. <clears throat> so it's cl- kind of close to the whole giving up God on, you know, giving up God for Lent thing. But it, really what it is is it's taking a critical analytical look at why you believe what you believe. You know, and in their case, they ended up going, well, we don't believe. And right. I think they call themselves hopeful agnostics now or something Hopeful like that. agnostic. Yeah, one's a hopeful agnostic and one's an agnostic that wants to be hopeful. <laughs> that's how they put it. Um, nice. Regardless of the fact, you know, that's just the way they're going. But let me ask you this, Brewer. Ha! Have you ever taken a time, I'm not saying where you gave up God from Lent type deal, but have you ever taken a time where you've taken a critical comb and comb through everything you believed in and all that? No. No? No. I haven't. Okay. Is there any reason why? Just like nothing's ever prompted that to happen or you just don't want to or? I just haven't. Not that I go on to. I just haven't. Okay. Johnson, same thing for you. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Ah, man, I remember when we were going through, uh, I guess, was it like a, was it a series that fell uh, for youth group at Fuel? Way wow. back in the day, Fuel. Yeah, when it was still Fuel. And I think, was it John Piper? We were watching videos on John him. Okay. But it had to do with, um, you know, Knowing how to defend, I guess, how to defend our faith and know why we believe what we believe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do I remember anything from that? No. John Piper, well, especially, I mean, he, I could listen to him now and not know what the heck he's saying. So especially <laughs> back then when Fair I was, enough. And then I was like, some of the stuff I was just like, huh? Um, but I guess have I trying to think of like, what do, what, what, what do I dive into or comb through? In the Bible to make me believe. Well, not not necessarily what you comb through in the Bible. Have you ever right. taken what you believe and kind of combed through it with a like a fine tooth comb to analyze everything? To analyze everything. Maybe another question. Uh, a, a way to put it is: Have you ever had a crisis of faith where I'm wondering why I still believe it? Yep. Or what? You, why you believe what you believe? I have had those moments. Yeah. Um. Have I taken a lot of time to really, I guess, back it up? Not as much as I'd probably like to say. Uh, probably because the main thing that I guess can, can come up is just, you know, oh, it's a blind faith kind of thing. But And there are some components where you kind of have to that's, It kind of has that. to be that way. But at the same time, if you're able to say all these other components, I can trust in because of X, Y, Z. Right. Well, I, guess, I have one blind faith component of, and yeah. I have like 50 items I know that why I believe. believe be, well, then, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I guess, do I believe that God loves me? Yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of kind of clear in reading spots spots of the Bible, just like reading the story, like reading about Jesus's life. Um, for the time he had here on Earth, just seeing his interactions and what he did for the people. I mean, he did that for everyone. Now, obviously, him dying was the biggest thing of like, hey, this is for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with that, I mean, yeah, I have no question that he does. So, but then I, I always hate <laughs> trying to think of some of the things like I've always hated about being talking with some people. I was like, well, how do you know that's how it happened? Or how do you know this didn't happen? Like, because it could have happened this way, just because it doesn't say it in the Bible how it exactly happened. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I guess what the one big thing would be creation. Because mm-hmm. you know, how did that happen? Like, do you believe that this couldn't have happened? I'm like, I don't know. In the Bible, it says he spoke it to be there. Then there's like, boom, okay, it's there. I don't know. And I guess there's some people that are like, well, he could have used some people's theories as a way to create. Yeah, the, I, I don't know. But I guess at that point, it doesn't, <laughs> that's not a whole, that doesn't have anything to do with your salvation aspect of what you believe. Yeah. So it, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it, to be fa- it to be fair, like the whole Red and Leak thing, if you haven't listened to it, it's worth, no, I would like it, to it's worth to a good it. listen. It, you're, you're talking about a good, just for two, the two episodes, it's about a good four hours. Ooh. <laughs> where each of them talk about how they deconstructed their faith and ultimately said Gosh. we no longer believe. Uh, but in reality Man. for them, it's really started with the, actually the evolution thing. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. Of course. Um, it was actually Rhett who kind of spearheaded that. And it's mm-hmm. like, I really don't believe because of the evolution thing. And then basically dragged Link along with him. Rat, look what you did. <laughs> now, to be fair, okay, you know, they, they are getting some yeah. hatred for what they said in that. And yeah. I, you know what? You can hate all you want, but that's not going to change what they think. And no, because what they did was they went through and they d- took that fine tooth comb and they analyzed why do we believe what they believe. Now, in their situation, they came up with a conclusion that me and you would and josh (laughs) i forget josh is here because he's not talking um (laughs) would say we don't agree with that conclusion but based on what they did that's where they came from Mm -hmm. now me i can say i have done this probably three different times in my life okay and i'll i'll get to those in just a second here but for sure i would say for you aaron Uh uh-oh for you Brewer, especially Brewer, who's getting married. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't have to worry about it as much. <laughs> no, you too. <laughs> All right, what is it? I would say at some point, I'm not giving you a timeline. I'm not saying you must do this. <gasps> you better do this by the next time we get together. Yeah, I'm not saying that, okay? Because this isn't something that you can just do. This takes Uh-oh. time. Take that fine tooth comb and go through everything. Right. I, yes. Well, and, I mean, what, and, and be like, what? Why do I believe X? Mm-hmm. Why do I believe Y? I guess, what, do I, what, what are you asking that I believe? What do you believe about Jesus, God, the Bible? Oh. What, what do you believe about that? What, oh. what, what from the Christian faith do you believe? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Maybe some of it you won't find an answer for immediately. And right. you might be like, okay, you know what? I don't know about this. Now I need to learn, maybe. 
mm-hmm. or you'd be like, I don't know about this. I just need to have faith for a little bit until I'm able to learn because right. this is a long process. This isn't something you just sit down one afternoon and be like, boom, this is something that could be a lifelong thing. Oh, I mean, it is. It is. Well, the learning thing, but yeah. where you examine it, I'm saying. Oh. And the reason I say to anyone listening to you, to Brewer, to do this at least once in your lifetime. Yeah. Because if you do it once while you're not facing a crisis of some sort, mm-hmm. when something comes along where it causes that crisis of faith, where something just horrible happens and mentally, emotionally, you're unstable at that time, it is very hard to process through those things and think straight right. at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think of the last time I did this, it was 2018. Not too long ago. No, it wasn't. It was in January of 2018. What was happening in January of 2018, sir? A lot of fun stuff. What was happening? Not good stuff. What was happening? Bad stuff. <laughs> what you. was happening? Say it, going to say hospital it. stuff, right? <laughs> Getting into the hospital. Yes, I went to a psychiatric yeah. hospital because yeah. I was suicidal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. That's, I just figured you know what I'm talking about. No, but so, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they don't. But people listening do not understand what I'm Unless talking. they listen to the uh, or, May podcast. Or they know me directly. Yeah. Or that too. Okay. Yeah. Again, you, you want when you're doing this sort of stuff, uh, you want you want to do it so that way it's accessible, yeah, so you don't have to right. be like you have to go listen to this big old back catalog. Okay, but regardless, yeah. So yeah, in, in January 2018, I, I was suicidal. I went to a psychiatric hospital. Now they got me on meds. They got me in therapy. Started getting better afterwards. After that, I had essentially a crisis of faith as I'm going through these things because mm-hmm. I'm going, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why would God allow me to feel this way if I'm not supposed to feel this way? If I'm supposed to preserve life in that, if I'm supposed to live, why is this allowed to happen? Mm-hmm. And I had to take various components that I believed and start filtering them through and go, why do I really believe this? Mm-hmm. Not so much as, uh, okay, I believe this. Let me find the reason to deconstruct it and prove it false. But in a sense, why do I believe this to reaffirm this is why I believe it, not just give lip service to it? Right. I guess, I mean, another, I mean, a reason, I guess, I, the things to believe, I mean, you can use examples from the Bible for yes. sure, easy to do. Yes. I'm not, then, I'm not discounting that you can't. No, yeah. But then even going into just seeing what's happened in one, well, one, your life, your own life, mm-hmm. and seeing just the stuff that's been happen- happening in other friends' lives and stuff as time goes on, and just like some things are just so, I like just so. <laughs> so incredible. It's like there's no other way that this thing could have happened. Right. Without, without God. Yeah. And, so. and that's a, a reasonable use of data. Personal mm-hmm. examples is reasonable. People go, oh, mm-hmm. but that's not reasonable. In a way, in order for you to, to believe something, it has to be at some level personal. personal. It can't be all head knowledge. Right. I could, 
you know, if I make it all head knowledge, I could go, okay, this, 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 you know, maybe lift off some verses, lift off, lift off, list off, you know, historical facts, figures, research data. That's great if it's in my head, but if it's not applying to what I actually live and believe. What is it? <laughs> it's, it's useless. Yep. It's a drum kit without a drummer. No. That's hurt. That's sad. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> you respond that way, but that's why I, I recommend you guys do yeah, that at least that's once good. because you're no at that point you're no longer just doing the I'm going to church I'm on the worship team I believe what I believe. Well, I was, it, it's yeah. This is why this is personal, mm-hmm. and it's also good in a way to maybe remind yourself on some of those things too. Same mm-hmm. reason I recommend keeping a journal in that. Is those things that will skip your mind that you write down, and then you can look back years later and be like, that's how God was moving at that time. Yeah. Well, I was like, uh, I sent you that one text message that one day. Um, Because we were, for like this college study, uh, we were told to kind of reflect back on our lives and think about like, one, either like what happened in your life that was, I don't know, just very... Oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember the whole thing, but I guess things that you could you say that God put there for a reason, right. kind of thing. And like, what, what, who, or what did God put in your life to just lift you up, encourage you, or just keep you going, kind of thing? And crap! Oh, we were going over. We were going over a Habakkuk. Okay. And the the very beginning of it is very discouraging. <laughs> like, and I was so excited about it because yeah, the guy the guy that was teaching it, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's like if you're someone that has, is struggling with like doubts or just like just not sure like what's going on in your life or why things are going on, you're just in a real dark time. Like Habakkuk, like it was not good. At least <laughs> for the beginning of it, he's like, he's like, why? Pretty much what he's saying to God and asking God is like, why are you letting um, evil triumph and, you know, prosper while the ones that, you know, love you and are trying to do what you want us to are suffering and stuff like that? Like, mm-hmm. how how are you going to look past us? But then, well, you just like look at the evil and just dismiss it and not worry about it kind of thing. It's like, what are you doing? And then <laughs> God's response is pretty intense to him saying he's like, i could he says look th- among the nations and see wonder and be astounded is that what you're talking about yeah from the first chapter for he's like he's like i for behold i'm raising up the chaldeans that bitter and hasty nation who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own they are dreaded and fearsome their justice and dignity go forth from themselves their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swift to devour. They all come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather like captives like sand. At kings they scoff, and at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it. Then they sweep by like the wind and go on, guilty men whose own might is their god. Is that that? The yeah, <laughs> that's really, really great. But the thing, the the thing, I I, I mean, verse five is because we ended on verse five for the night. Oh, to of be, course. <laughs> to be the uplifting part of it, because it, but like it's it's crazy to think about. It. It's like okay, you see all this going on, but then because you don't want to let that distract you and 
like have you have this thought of you know god's drop you know just let us go he doesn't care anymore kind of thing because he's like right for when he's in the second half of verse five he's like for what i'm for i am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if i told so it's like it's yeah this part that i accidentally skipped, skipped. yeah because <laughs> to think of that it's like you know yeah we see things from such a small small uh i guess uh, scale like yeah. we, and i did we have a very narrow view yeah. of eternity and history yeah we see stuff in the terms of Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is nothing. So, Kringle I mean, capital of the world. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, I mean, ah, gosh, and I, I'm just, I, I'm rambling on now. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is like, someone else can take my position. <laughs> He's like dead. <laughs> He's I need like, a break every so often. <laughs> a break of what? Of ranting. Oh. oh, okay. I thought All I'd right. give you enough of those breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't get enough from Aaron. Oh, okay. Sure. But yeah, I remember that text message you sent me. And I yeah. read it. I was like, oh, okay. I got to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I respond like yeah. the next day. Yeah. And I think I even wrote, I was like, yeah, it wasn't easy at times, sir. No, it definitely, no, it never is. And that's like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you know, for you in that time, it's like, you're just continuing to pour into me. And I'd be like, okay, well, this kid's just being an idiot, but still going at it, whatever. And then just over time is just finally it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, I mean, yeah, it takes some things just take time. Yeah. And especially when you're a young male that yeah. guys were dumb until about the age of 30. Right. We're and, idiots. I don't yeah. know why any guy's allowed to get married before the age of 30. <laughs> <laughs> it should be illegal. It should be illegal. Something be. like that. It should be because we're idiots, <laughs> completely through and through idiots. We we used to get married at such a younger age way I back know. when. Back in the but day when you actually had to survive. <laughs> True. Nowadays, what we're pampered. <laughs> oh no, they're out of my coffee at Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> Instagram is down. I know. Tell me how your Des- coffee looks. Describe your Starbucks to me. Oh. So like, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, and, like, that being with that whole, like, repetition, that's another huge thing is consistency mm-hmm. is what proves it. Because once you, I mean, being consistent with the habit up. Yeah. And, like, again, that's, that's the whole, like, talk about, like, testing your faith. Like, if you're not testing it, then you're not doing anything. With right. It. It's just. And testing it is part of that combing what, through it with that yeah, fine-tooth comb. And yeah. just, because. Inevitably, you're going to find stuff in there that maybe you've picked up over time mm-hmm. that you're like, where did I get this from? I need to do some spring cleaning, get that that, right. got, that junk out of there. Yeah. So not only does it, A, reinforce what you believe, but B, it does a little bit of spring cleaning on maybe some of the junk that's been picked up over time. Yeah. 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 We always have to, man, that, that's, a, that's a big thing. We always have to stay. And I think, Stay into it. yeah, and I think that's something that, so where this conversation really came up from, for me, mm-hmm. uh, was it was an idea because I was, I was listening to, uh, the classic crime, uh, different yeah. shades of green was the name of the yeah. song. 
And they that's where really this kind of came from in my head as I'm just sitting there brewing through ideas and listening to it. I'm like, that is interesting, this concept of being able to go through and comb through things. And, you know, just knowing and and listening to Matt as he's explained various uh, parts of the songs and Mm. the meaning behind it. And, you know, some of it is just kind of that trying to find things. You know, Shades of Green is in a way a song about questioning and deconstructing what you take for granted of what you believe Mm -hmm. and redefining what it means. You know, and some of it, you know, some people like Red and Link, you know, they're going to go and take that and say, because of this, we don't believe, mm-hmm. you know, other people, you know, like myself are going to take and be like, okay, now I know a hundred percent. This is why I believe this. And I ended up stronger on the other side of it than when I right. went in. Now, obviously I was also in a very bad point in life at that time too. Right. So it's not like I could have gone much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Just being frank yeah. here, you know, I I could have, if I would have gone much worse, that would have been me in the grave at yeah, that point. Right. But mm. even in a good time, it's before that crisis hits, no matter what it is, and each of us are going to have a different crisis at different point in our life. Mm-hmm. It could be the loss of a parent, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a child, loss of a job, loss of something. Mm-hmm. Don't know. It's going to be different for each of us. Aaron, it might be the loss of an arm and he can no longer play drums. <laughs> I, I mean, if, well, wait. Yeah. No, like, they're gone. They're amputated. Both of them are. One. Oh, I mean, because, I mean, Def Leppard did it with one arm. Okay, so. fine, both. Dang. <laughs> you know, for, for Brewer, right. it could be the loss of his ability to do fine motor control. <clears throat> Bye-bye, airplanes. It could be whatever. Don't know. And we're each going to have that at different points in our lives. Mm-hmm. And if you wait until then to reinforce why you believe what you believe, no matter what you believe, okay, mm-hmm. if you're listening, whether you're agnostic, Muslim, Christian, whatever, understanding why you believe is essentially important. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Sure. Do you have any thoughts, <laughs> comments? He's so out you of it. are just quiet. He's so out of it. Everyone enjoy a rant-free episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, but... No, but it's, it's <laughs> mostly rant-free. It's 99% rant-free. It's Josh rant-free. That, yes. for <laughs> So far. So far. We might find a way to trigger him. Yeah. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> as he falls back. As we back inject asleep. caffeine directly into his veins. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah, it is. so Mm. so as we're in this season of lent right you know you can give up whatever you want Mm -hmm. you can fast however long you want i'm not fasting as is obvious Um, (laughs) same (laughs) as we go to puppies (laughs) so you can do that but whatever reason you're doing lent whatever you're giving up whatever you're altering of your daily routine that you normally have. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do to prepare for Easter, and Easter is a very important holiday in the uh, Christian calendar. It is the day that we celebrate Jesus rising from the grave. Mm-hmm. 
So as we look forward and prepare for that, we need to take these times to, I'll say it, deconstruct to understand what we're doing. Take those things that we're replacing. So if you're giving up meat, if you're giving up video games, alcohol, caffeine, music, reading books, going for walks, whatever it is you're giving up, Mm -hmm. replace it instead with something that helps you understand your faith better. That is the best way to prepare for Easter. Right. That is the best way to prepare and honor the reason for Lent. And that is the best way that we can grow, learn, and mature as we go through our lives. Thank you.